Tread on tarpons and scorpions on a daily I stand and walk in authority that he gave me I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is alive Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. I hope you guys have had an excellent, excellent week, and we appreciate you guys for joining us tonight for Bible study at 7 p.m. for Teaching Thursdays. Listen, I pray, I pray, and I pray you guys, again, have had an awesome, awesome week. I pray that you guys have been sharing the love of Christ throughout this week, and uh, I just pray that you've been experiencing the power of God like never before this week. And so, um, I'm just highly pumped about tonight's message. Uh, I hope, again, I hope, I don't know why I keep saying that. I guess because I really hope and pray that you guys have had an excellent week because God is an absolutely good God. And, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of things that I was thinking about uh, leading up to this message uh, <clears throat> this week uh, as God continued to talk to me about how when he brings, when he, when he, when he delivers us and basically when he takes us out of one place, he puts us in two another place so that we can begin to experience a whole new level of who he is. And the reason why he does it is because if we aren't taking out of that the place that we're in and put in a new place, we will still have the uh, ability to hold on to the stuff that we came out of. And so unless you experience a new thing, unless you hear God uh, like you haven't heard God before, unless you experience him in a new way, unless you experience him for what the word says, you will have a, a tendency to hold on to the stuff that he brought you out of. And so what I want us to begin to understand is God's delivering power is readily available. And whenever he delivers, I want y'all to hear me and hear me good. He doesn't just remove you from, from a situation. He removes you from that situation and into something else. Uh, case in point, when he delivered us, when he saved us primarily, when he saved us and we got born again, he took us out of the kingdom of darkness and he didn't just take us out into the, take us out of the kingdom of darkness and put us in purgatory, put us in a place of, of, of a medium. No, he put us in the place where his dear son is. He put us in the place of the kingdom of heaven. He took us out of one place and placed us into a new place so that we can begin to experience the love that he has for us, begin to experience the benefits that his kingdom has to offer, begin to experience the freedom and the joy that comes along with serving him and living for him. And so as you go throughout your week and as you continue to, um, you know, spend time with God, I want us to constantly think about that. God didn't just bring us out of one place. He brought us into another place. And we're going to see some scriptures that are going to be reminiscent of that. But that's been really heavy on my heart. Uh, for me to share with you guys, because again, I think sometimes we may forget it. Sometimes we may not uh, pay attention to it like we uh, should pay attention to it. But him bringing us out of one thing and putting us into another place is absolutely his goal so that we can begin to experience his goodness, so that we can begin to experience his love, and so that we can begin to experience the benefits of his kingdom. And I don't know if you know this or not, but if you haven't heard this recently or if you haven't heard this ever at all, there, there are benefits to serving the master. 
There are benefits to serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that's not why we do it, but we need to understand it so that we can understand the totality of what God is all about. God doesn't just want us living for him and loving on him without experiencing the benefits. They all go hand in hand. Yes, primarily God wants us to love on him and he wants us to do things because of our love for him. But while we're doing that, we should be experiencing the benefits of the kingdom. He's taking us out of one place and putting us into a new place. I don't know of anybody that has bought a brand new home and they had an old home and they didn't enjoy and experience the benefits of a new home. You didn't have to uh, you know, you didn't have that many maintenance. You didn't have as many maintenance issues, if none at all. If you bought you a new home, uh, a brand new built home, let me say, let me specify that. If you went from an older home to a brand new built home, you probably didn't have as many maintenance issues. You probably had new everything in your house. You had a new refrigerator. You didn't have to worry about it breaking down. Whereas your previous refrigerator, you may have had it for five, 10 years or whatever. You didn't have all of the same issues because you were taking out of one place and put into a new place. And that's and that's what God really wants us to understand. Him taking us out of the kingdom of darkness and putting us into the kingdom of heaven. And he wants you to experience those benefits because he's just that good. Amen. So uh, take that for what y'all needed for. Uh, take listen to God where all of that stuff is concerned that I just explained. But yes, God wants you. God wants to take you out of one place and put you into a new place where everything in your life is concerned. He wants you to take. He wants to take you from a place of depression and take you to a place of a sound mind. He wants to take you take you from a place of poverty and put you in a place of wealth. And wealth doesn't just mean money, but wealth means you having an abundant life in every area of your life. That's what true wealth looks like. Amen. So as you come in tonight, thank you all so much for joining us. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and tag your friends. Go ahead and like the broadcast. Go ahead and share the broadcast because I'm sure there will be plenty of people that you know and that you are connected to that will benefit from this message tonight, who will benefit from this series, because not only uh, will we be continuing in this same series, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous messages uh, so that you can see how we got to the point that we got to tonight. So if you haven't done it right now, I want you to take a quick moment while we're uh, going through the announcements and think of somebody who may be interested in learning about preparing for the times ahead. This is week number three of preparing for the times ahead. So if you know anybody that's fearful about what's going on today, if you know anybody that's uncertain about what they need to do today in this day and time, I want you to go ahead and invite them to the broadcast. Or if they're doing something right now, you can take this broadcast and you can send them the link afterwards and have them listen to it so that they can be encouraged uh, and they can go listen to the previous messages as well so that they can get encouraged in the things of God so that they can know what God has for his people. Amen. So as we go through the message, I want as we go through the announcement, excuse me, I want y'all to think about anybody who you may think may may need this message, uh, including yourself. Amen. So again, thank y'all so much for coming. If you haven't followed us on all of our social media platforms, please go and do so. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all of the social media platforms that we have. If you haven't uh, followed us on that, please go and do that. If you have done that already, please encourage your family and your friends to go and do the same thing. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. Amen. Uh, thank you all so much for coming in and commenting. I appreciate that. Your engagement does two things. It helps set your expectation to receive, and it helps the algorithm get the word out to more people than what we can do on our own. So uh, what the church that we go to, they we call it social media outreach. And so, again, if you guys have anybody that you think 
will be a benefit to this message. Go ahead and engage with the broadcast, share it, like it, do all of those things so that more people can get this message uh, on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you want to share it from. Amen. Next thing, if you guys haven't subscribed to uh, the YouTube page, we encourage you guys to do that. If you guys haven't subscribed to the podcast, we encourage you to do that as well. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to YouTube and uh, everywhere our podcasts are being uh, shared, Apple, Google, iHeart, uh, anywhere anywhere you can get a podcast, you will find BJ Piggy Ministries. And so we release that Monday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, every Monday morning. So to get your week started off right, that is a podcast that you want to listen to. So go ahead and subscribe to those podcast places so that you can get the new podcast Monday morning at 6 a.m. Amen. Next thing, if you haven't signed up for daily encouragement emails, again, we encourage you to do so. The emails are not long. They're short. They're, <laughs> I was getting ready to say schwick. They're short, quick, and to the point. Uh, real quick, they're not long at all. They give you a quick encouragement uh, so that you can have what's necessary for that day more than likely. Or if you don't need it for that day, you may need it another day. Amen. So if you would like to get those daily encouragement emails that are uh, God breathed, Holy Spirit led, please email us at bjpgministries at gmail.com or you can direct message us your email address and we will get you the emails starting first thing Friday morning at 8 a.m. because we release those emails at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. Amen. So again, if you get the email to us tonight, we'll make sure you're added to the list and you will start getting them first thing Friday morning, tomorrow morning. Amen. And following mornings, Monday through Friday for the rest of eternity until we stop doing it. Amen. All right. So uh, next thing, if you guys haven't decided to become a partner today, today is a great day to decide to become a partner. Uh, we talk about it very uh, quite often uh, about becoming a partner because why? There's benefits to being a partner. There's part. There's partnership has its privileges. It really does. Partnership has its privileges, and because partnership has its privileges, you can get in on some things that you may not get in on not being a partner. And basically, what that mean, what that looks like, is this. Again, that's not to say this ministry is better than any any other ministry, but basically. Uh, there are some things that God gives that God gives this ministry for the people that God wants to be connected here. And that's again, that's not to say that this ministry is better than anybody else. But what that does is you have somebody that you can get connected to. You have a ministry that you can get connected to that can take care of you in ways that God desires and uh, leads us to help take care of you. And number one, our responsibility is to make sure we teach you the word of God. The second responsibility is to make sure that we pray for you on a consistent basis. And the third thing that we commit ourselves to is giving you every available resource that we have to live the life that God has called you to live. That is our responsibility. That is what God has called us to do as as being a partner in this. We bring our part and you bring your part. What is your part? You may be asking. Well, first and foremost, to pray for the ministry to pray for the ministry. Listen, you can pray for the ministry as the first and primary thing. That is your part to make sure that this ministry is covered in prayer. Number two, prayerfully consider uh, ways that you can assist the ministry, uh, whatever that may be. Again, we said before, if uh, God leads you to help with the broadcast, help with the broadcast. If God leads you to help with a certain ministry outreach, let's go ahead and get together and let's do it. But God wants you to be a part of something. And then thirdly, prayerfully consider uh, 
your financial support of this ministry because again i repeat this ministry hasn't been ever i mean this ministry hasn't ever had an opportunity where god told us to do something where we weren't financially able to take care of it and that is due to the faithful support of the people that uh, obey god in their giving amen and also i don't always say this one but this one is absolutely true because your uh part of the uh ministry could could also just be sharing this broadcast because that is seed as well. Because when you share the broadcast, you're sharing what the Bible calls incorruptible seed. And that's the word of God. And nothing can uh, can mess up. Nothing can destroy uh, that, that incorruptible seed that the word of God is. OK, so when so if God called you to this ministry, he may tell you, hey, every single week he wants you to share this uh, uh, this ministry to whatever platform you have the available uh, availability to share it to. Or he may say, hey, he may call you every single week and say, hey, this is who needs to hear this message. And you give that message to this person. You send them the link. You say, hey, go check this out. Go do this. Go do that. That may be your part where this ministry is concerned to grow the kingdom of God. Amen. So don't ever, we don't ever want to uh, negate any one thing where your part is concerned because every part is important, just like every part of your body is important, just like the fingers are important, just like your nose is important, just like your legs are important to your physical body. They all work together for the good so that your body can function in the best way that it can. So likewise, whatever part that God wants you to play with this ministry is concerned, it is just as important as giving a thousand dollars. You're, 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 uh, you're sharing this message to somebody is just as important. Nothing is, is it's all on equal playing field. All right. So we give God praise for that. Next, if you guys have any prayer requests or testimonies, we pray for people every single week, according to the word of God. And we see God giving results. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is absolutely good. And so if you have a prayer request, you want us to come into agreement with you where prayer is concerned, send us a direct message or you can email us and we will pray with you according to the word of God and you will see results according to what the word says. Amen. And if, if God has done anything in your life that uh, that you would like to share, we would love to hear about it, especially if this ministry had a part to play in what God did in your life. We would love to hear about what God did for you. Amen. So go ahead and uh Avail yourself to these announcements and let's go ahead and get into the word. Amen. Because I'm pumped about the word. Y'all ready for the word? Are y'all ready for the word? If you're ready for the word, go ahead and give God some hearts. Go ahead and give God some likes because we are about to get into it tonight. Amen. We are talking about preparing for the times ahead. You can see it at the bottom of your screen. We're talking about preparing for the times ahead and we are on week three. And so because we are on week three and we haven't really gone into the next phase of this series just yet, we're going to do a little bit of a recap of the first two weeks to make sure everyone is caught up to speed on where we are so that we can continue on to this next part that we want to talk about tonight. All right. So the first week we began to talk about how God has a place already set up for his people. The only way we can prepare for the times ahead is understanding what God has for us. We can't get into where we need to place our money. We can't get into what job we have to uh, take. We can't get into what doctor we need to go to. We can't get into any of that unless we first understand that God is orchestrating everything for our lives. And if you don't understand that there is a Goshen, there's a place that God has already set up for his people in times of chaos, in times of darkness, then you could get led astray or you can go to a place that God doesn't have ordained for you. You follow what I'm saying? And so when we started off in week one, we started off by talking about 
there is a place of Goshen that God wants us to be in. And, and everybody can be in the land of Egypt. Everything can be going on in Egypt. But even though Goshen is in Egypt, there is nothing that's going on in there's nothing going on in Goshen that's going on on the outer parts of that's going on in the other parts of Egypt. Glory to God. And basically what I'm saying to you is this, even though there may be darkness all around, even though there may be chaos all around, God has set up a place for you to go to make sure that you will be taken care of. He did it for Joseph and his family, and he'll do it for you and I. There is a Goshen for you to be in. Next thing, have you settled in your heart that there is a Goshen for you? Have you settled in your heart that God has a place that he wants you to get to so that you can flourish, so that you can live in abundance, so that your family can increase? Have you settled that in your heart? Because if you haven't settled it in your heart, you will be confused. And every time some weird news comes, you turn on the, the TV and you hear some weird news report or you get a bad doctor's report or whatever the case may be. You will turn and look at that and you won't realize that God wants you in Goshen. He has a Goshen area place for you. But if your heart isn't settled on that, it'll it'll cause you to turn to the stuff that you're not supposed to turn to and turn away from the thing that God wants you to see in this time. And that is getting to the place of Goshen. And again, the thing that we also talked about is that Goshen, even though in the Bible, Goshen was a literal place inside of Egypt. Goshen isn't just a place for you and I. Goshen isn't just the job that he wants you to be in. It isn't just a house or city that he wants you to live in. It isn't the restaurant or the uh, grocery store that he wants you to go to that day. It is also his leading. It is also his instruction. It is also his commandments. So even though that there is a place that God wants me to go, ultimately, Goshen is God's leading, his instruction that he's giving to me. Because if I don't follow that instruction that he's given to me, I will find myself outside of the place that he has for me. In other words, if I don't understand the will of God for my life, I will be out of the Goshen area for my life. I will be out of the Goshen realm for my life. So we can't just look at ultimately because a lot of us do this one time. God told us to go home. OK, God told you to go home. God told you to get to your safety place. He told you to get to your safe place, right? So what if God starts talking to you about other stuff? You can't just uh, stay, you can't just say, I'm going to stay in my safety place while God's talking to me about other stuff, wondering why Goshen isn't occurring in all areas of my life. You may be in a safe place at home, but in other areas of your life, you're not heeding to the leading of Holy Spirit. And therefore, you can't experience Goshen in your job. You can't experience Goshen in your marriage. You can't experience Goshen with your uh, kids and your family and all your other family members and with your mental health and all these other different things are concerned because you don't understand that Goshen isn't just a place. It is also God's leading. God wants to lead in God every area of your life. So when we talk about getting to Goshen, we're not just talking about getting to an actual place. We're talking about God leading you in every way you should go. Because that is going to be the foundation for you walking in a wealthy place. That is going to be the foundation for you walking in your Goshen. That'll be the foundation for you ex ex exuding the glory of God in a dark and chaotic world. Because if you negate the leading, you won't be able to shine the glory of God in your life. If you negate the leading, you will be just like the other people that are in darkness running around like a chicken with your head cut off, not knowing what you need to be doing. While God has already been releasing instructions for the people to get to Goshen. You understand what I'm saying?
And no, and so I keep I keep saying Goshen because a lot of people, especially Christians who've been in church for a little while, they're very familiar with the city and the story of Goshen, especially when it comes to Joseph. And so what I want people to understand is, is that Goshen isn't just a place. It is also the leading of God, because when you begin to study that story out, yeah, they went to the literal city, but if but they went to the literal city because Joseph got a word from God that told his family that that is the place that they needed to go. So you can't just say they went to the city. They follow God's instruction. And that is what God is wanting, is wanting you to do right now. He's wanting you to follow his instructions in whatever, in whatever area of your life he's telling you to do some stuff. Because that is where you will experience your Goshen. Because in Goshen, that's where they increased. In Goshen, that's where the light was in the middle of darkness. In Goshen, they didn't experience the horrible storms and hailstorms and all of the destruction that was going on in Egypt because they were in Goshen. God had a place to take care of his people. God brings us out into a wealthy place. That's another thing that we talked about these last couple of weeks, and I'm going to try to hurry along here. <clears throat> God brings us out into a wealthy place. I talked about that a little bit already. He doesn't just bring us out of a place. He brings us into, right? God takes care of those that are his and who honor him. God takes care of those that are his and that honor him. Honor is that part about you obeying God. Honor is that part about you seeking God, not seeking the world. Honor is that part about you saying, you know what? I need to hear what God has to say about the matter and not what this expert says about the matter. That is honoring God. And when you honor God and you are his, he takes care of you. That's what we talked about in these last couple of weeks. And lastly, before we move on, rest assured that there will be darkness around you. So don't get it twisted because a lot of people say, man, uh, because I really want people to understand this and see this, because the Bible talks about this often. There, there, there are always going to be things going on around us all the time. But the Bible says things like, but it will not come near your dwelling. It will not come near you. There were things when, when, the, uh, when the plagues were going over Egypt during the times of Passover, because the blood, the blood of, uh, of the sacrifice was on the doorpost, the plagues passed over those houses that had the blood on the doorpost, even though there were plagues all around their house. So even though, and so the, the plague didn't get in the people house who had the blood on the doorpost, because even though they were in that area, it didn't affect them. So a lot of times people think when they're in Goshen, life can't touch them. Or when they're in Goshen, uh, life can't happen to them. That's not what I'm saying. Chaos will be around Darkness will be all around you, but the issue is it won't come near your dwelling. It won't harm you. In other words, God will give you a way of escape. God will give you a way out. God will show you what you need to do while all chaos and darkness is going on around you. So basically, what I'm saying is you can look out and see the darkness. You can look out and see chaos. You can look out and see craziness going on, but it's not going to affect you like it affects other people. Why? Because you listen to the voice of Holy Spirit. You go to your Goshen so that you can shine the light so other people can come to their Goshen as well. Amen. So rest assured, it will be darkness around you, it will be chaos around you, but ultimately it will not affect you. Amen. Last week, we talked about some questions also that I want to uh, reiterate before we go into some scripture tonight. Uh, the questions were, where is Holy Spirit leading you? These were some of the questions. Where is he telling you to place your money? The, so in part of in dealing with this spiritual aspect, we also have to deal with the natural aspect. Because again, there are some jobs God is going to tell you to take. 
There's going to be some uh, banks God tells you to place your money. There's going to be some investments that God is going to tell you to do. There's going to be some business endeavors that God tells you to do. Because I don't know if you know this or not. Let me just say this about recession. There are people that are that there are people that become wealthy in times of recession. There are a lot of there. There are always people that benefit in times of recession. But a lot of times what ends up happening is, especially for people who don't understand it or even think that they got access to this kind of supernatural wisdom. When people hear about recession coming, they think that they just got to be a part of the recession. Let me tell you all something. The kingdom of heaven has never experienced a recession. As a matter of fact, the kingdom of heaven is always walking in abundance. The kingdom of heaven is always walking in wealth. And so what I want to reiterate to you and what I want to tell you again is that God can supernaturally do things in the kingdom of heaven that can be done in this natural world system. And so we need to understand where God is telling us and what he's telling us to do in these times so that we can be walking in that place of abundance. Because because this is what you got to also remember. Going through these times for just your family to be taken care of won't be enough because there will be people that God will instruct you to take care of and help out during these times because there will be people who won't heed his instructions. But the grace and the mercy of God will also be in operation to help pull those people along still because God still loves those people regardless if they're listening to him or not. So you're going to be the people that are need to be hearing. You're going to you're going to need to be the people hearing him so that not only your house can be taken care of so that you can help bring other people along. We can't be these people that just said, well, my house taken care of, bump whatever's going on in so-and-so's household. No, you can't be that individual, especially if God is leading you to help those people or help that individual. Now, if God is not telling you to help that individual, that's a different situation and he wants them to grow up in. But overall, we need to be people in position to be able to do whatever God tells us to do when he tells us to do it. So where is he telling you to place your money? What jobs is he telling you to take? What relationships is he wanting you to have? What things is he telling you to let go of? What things is he telling you to change about yourself? What character things is he trying to get you to do? and change about yourself to mature in, to grow up in? What areas is he wanting you to develop in? And what new things is he wanting you to learn? What new things are he wanting, is he wanting you to learn? Because all of these different questions are natural things that we can ask Holy Spirit about that he can lead us into. Amen. All right. So let's get into some scriptures tonight so that we can go ahead and finish up this part. Uh, uh, part three of uh, preparing for the times ahead. Let's go look at our base scripture, Isaiah 60, verse one through three in the Good News Translation. Isaiah 60, verses one through three in the Good News Translation. All right. It says, arise, Jerusalem, and shine like the sun. The glory of the Lord is shining on you. Other nations will be covered by darkness, but on you, the light of the Lord will shine the brightness of his peace will be with you. Nations will be drawn to your light and kings to the dawning of your new day. We read this scripture every single week, but every single week I want to pull out some different things concerning this scripture so that we can see what God is trying to say to us. Again, the brightness of his glory is already in us. We just spent a whole series talking about the glory of God and where it resides and what it is and what it is not. And so with us understanding the brightness of his glory and understanding that this will be a year of glory, 
we understand that the brightest of his glory is already in us and is waiting to be released in the earth. The glory of the Lord is waiting to be released in the earth. And because the glory of the Lord is waiting to be released in the earth, because the glory of the Lord is ready to be released in the earth, the next thing I want us to point out is that the earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Now, a lot of us don't know that that's the scripture, uh, what that scripture is, but it's in Romans chapter 8, verse 19. We're not going to go to it, but you can write it down for later. The Bible says that the earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, the earth is waiting for the sons of men to show up. The earth is waiting for the people with the glory on them and in them to show up. The earth is waiting to see who's going to show up and manifest the glory of God. The whole earth is basically uh, groaning for something and is going to be shown through you and I. The earth is uh, crying out, so to speak. Uh, because the Bible start talks, the Bible talks about uh, the earth will be groaning and things of that nature. The earth is looking for the brightness of God's glory because in order for things to course correct themselves, in order for things to go the way that God wants them to go, He needs His glory emanating and being shown through the lives of His people. And so, even though darkness is all around, up is all around all of us. We need to be the people in Goshen showing the very light and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So even though darkness is all around us, the light of the Lord or the glory of the Lord will be shining on us. The brightness of his presence. That's what that's what we're carrying with us. The brightness of his presence. We we are carrying that so that when people see us, they'll be like, it's something different about you. They'll, they'll see the different miracles and they'll see the different happenings going on in our lives. But outside of that, they'll see that there's some character differences about you. There are some things uh, that you respond to that we don't respond to. You, you operate a different way. And the reason why I operate a different way and the reason why they see it that way is because in, in the darkness, which is this earth and the chaos, which is this earth, they'll be able to see the difference in our lives versus what's going on in the world. Remember the other week we saw, we showed that God wants to make the distinction. We saw that in Exodus. God wants to make the distinction between us and them. He wants to separate those wheats from the tares. He wants to make a clear distinction on who God really is, who is the true and living God. God is wanting his light to be seen. So we have to show his light. We have to stand firm in his light and we have to believe in this life. We have to believe that we are in Goshen. We have to believe that this glory is going to flow out of our lives. We have to believe that this is what God wants to get done in the earth. Amen. So with that being our foundational scripture, I want us to always remember, man, look, don't be don't be weirded out by darkness and chaos happening all around you. Don't be weirded out about weird news reports. Why can I get that out? Don't be weirded about weird news reports. Don't be weirded out about crazy things that you can hear on the news. Don't be weirded out about chaos happening happening to the left and to the right of you. The scripture that the scriptures that we're going to show you tonight will prepare you and anchor you for all of that chaos that goes on around you. And this one led up to it because it said the darkness will be all around you, but the glory will be shining through you, ultimately showing the light of Goshen in a place of darkness. Y'all got me so far? 
Are y'all with me so far? So that's what we've been talking about leading up to these uh, these last two weeks so that we can get to this next part. But I want to further reiterate uh, the power of understanding what's in Goshen and preparing for the times ahead and continuing to lay this foundation so that you can know for sure what's really going on and where you can go in these times where where you can where you can where you can uh plant your flag where you can uh, uh where you can dig your roots uh where you can um place place all your you know uh you know the roulette table you know you got the the red and the black places where you can put everything on red everything on black you can put everything on the word of god right here you can put everything that you got on this right here that's why we're going to these scriptures and so let me show y'all this because I think this is very important uh, concerning uh, concerning um, God's protection. So let's go look at Isaiah chapter 54, Isaiah 54 and 14, Isaiah 54, uh, 14 and 15 in the New Living Translation. This is this is good. This is a good translation right here. I want you all to pay attention to what it says. Look at what it says. It says you will be secure under a government that is just and fair. I want y'all to hear that because a lot of people get concerned about government and what goes on in our in our democracy in the United States and all the craziness, right? You will be secure under a government that is just and fair. Your enemies, watch this, will stay far away. You will live in peace and terror will not come near. If any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. This is God talking. If a nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. Do y'all hear that glorious good news right there? You will live in peace. Peace. I'm probably going to have to stay here this entire time because this scripture is so full of, of goodness right here. You will live in peace and terror will not come near. If any nation tries to come against you and fight you, it is not because God sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. Now, let's begin with the government part. The Bible starts off by talking about you will be secure under a government. You will be secure under a government that is just and it's fair. That word just is also meaning righteousness and it is fair. You will have a you will be a part of a government that is just righteous and fair. You will be secure. Notice that word secure. A lot of people need security in this day and time. One of the needs that a lot of people talk about that women need in a relationship is security, whether that's emotional security, financial security, whatever security they may need. They need security. Right. And so God is using this scripture to help you understand that all of us believers, whatever, whatever we need to uh, to sure us up, whatever we need to find, whatever we need security in, whether that's whether we're going to have a job tomorrow, whether that's we're going to be able to put food on our uh, on our tables, whether that's we're going to be able to uh, live healthy, go to the doctor to get the necessary stuff that we need for our bodies to take care of. Are, can we be secure in this position that God is placing us? And the answer is yes, because he declares you will be secure in this government. Now let's let's talk about this government real quick. 
But he obviously couldn't be talking about an earthly government because all earthly governments have flaws. All earthly governments sometimes are all over the place. All earthly governments don't even know the decisions that need to be made to that's put in the proper perspective of the people and the government itself so that it can run effectively. What government is he talking about? The government that sits upon his shoulders. The government that sits upon his shoulders is, is what I'm talking about. The government that sits upon the shoulders of Christ. I believe it's Isaiah. Um, what's the other? The other chapter in Isaiah where it talks about the And the government will be upon his shoulders. This government, the kingdom of heaven's government, his system, his way of operations. You can find yourself secure in that government. And it will be just, righteous, and it will be fair. Now, notice this also. Let's continue to look at that scripture. Your enemies will stay far away. <laughs> Your enemies will stay far away. Now, this is a promise that God has given you and letting you know that. Uh, how how can the scripture say, because because I know a lot of us see, well, man, the devil looks like he right in my door. The devil seems like he right in my house. The devil seems like he always in my thinking. That's because we are not aware and seeking out the places of Goshen that God is calling us to live out. Watch this, because in Goshen, when everything was going around, everything, all the chaos was happening around Goshen. It was far away from the people in Goshen because they found themselves secure in Goshen. So when the Bible says here, your enemies will stay far away, they will stay far away when you're in this government. They will stay far away when you find yourself in your Goshen. When you operate according to this government that we've been talking about, to the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, your enemies will stay far away. Now, every now and then, you may have something pop up that God may recognize or God may uh, show you or let you know, hey, this happened because that happened over there. I need you to get back over here. That's called life happening. Thing, things happen in this life. You're going to see in the scripture, uh, we're going to look at it in a little while. Tribulation happens all around us, but God is taking care of all of that tribulation. And these scriptures are going to be used to encourage you to say, hey, I don't care what things happen in your life. I don't care what chaos is going on around you. I have a promise that if I stand in this government, I will be secure. If I remain in this government, it will be righteous, just and fair. My enemies will stay far away from me and I'm not here to glorify my enemies. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about haters. I'm not here to talk about any of that stuff. What I am here to talk about is the enemy that we can refer to is the enemy that wants to take you down. And that is Satan. And he will be far from you. He won't even have anything to do with you because you will be in your Goshen place. And if he sneaks in there, you will be able to push him back even further because you will find yourself back in Goshen. That's what it's talking about right here. Your enemies will stay far away. Then it goes on to say, you will live in peace. And we're going to talk about this peace with the next couple of scriptures. You will live in peace and watch this and terror will not come near. How can I live in peace and that terror not come near? Peace is the thing that wards away, pushes away terror and the, in, and the enemy himself and the kingdom of darkness. When you walk in peace, Peace is not just a calm state of mind. 
Peace is a surety of who you know your God is. Peace is nothing missing, nothing broken. When you realize who your God is and what your God has already set up and what he's already done for you in Goshen, you can walk in peace, that calm state of mind and of a surety of who your God is. Nothing will be missing. Nothing will be broken. And terror will not come near you because it won't have any place to get in. Fear won't have any place to get in because you're so secure in this government. You're so secure in this place of Goshen. You're so secure in this place where God has called you. And in the place that God has called you, find out that your enemies will be far from you. Terror will, will not come near you. And watch this. If any nation tries to come to fight you, it won't be because God, because God is not the one against you. The enemy is the one that's against you. And because the enemy is the one that's against you, the next the next sentence says, whoever comes and attacks you will go down in defeat. Even if the enemy thinks up a way to try to come against you, he'll run retreating and he'll run in defeat because you are in the place of Goshen. You are in this secure and just and fair government. You are walking the kingdom principles. You are living in the kingdom of heaven. And because you're doing so, the, the kingdom, the enemies can, can't even come near you. And if they do get near you, they're going to have to retreat and defeat because God promised that he that they will not uh, get victory over you. They will run away and they will go away in defeat. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Does anybody agree with what I'm talking about? The scripture is clear here. You will be secure under that government. You will be secure under the government. Now, we got to be clear about this, too. When it talks about the government being upon his shoulders, we got to be clear about who his shoulders is, especially especially when we we got several different people talking about who the true and living God is. The true and living God is written on my shirt. Jesus Christ. The true and living God is on my shirt right now, Jesus Christ. And so when we talk, when we're talking about the government that sits upon his shoulders, we're talking about the government that is sitting upon Christ's shoulders. That is where you're going to find yourself secure. That is the place where you're going to find yourself well taken care of. That is the place where you're going to find yourself flourishing. That's the place where you're going to find the the, the magnificent presence of, of God himself. That is the place where you're going to find the glory of God himself. You're going to find all of that secured in that government, in God's way of doing things, in the kingdom of heaven's way of doing things. That is where you will find yourself secure. And this is why we can't get caught up with people telling us, oh man, you shouldn't be giving like that. Oh man, you shouldn't be doing what God is telling you where that's concerned. What do you mean? Because in the kingdom of heaven, the principles that set up in the kingdom of heaven and in the kingdom of God says, if God tells me to give, it shall be given back to me. Good, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So why would I not obey God? I obey God because I love him, but I also understand the principle. That is God's system, his way of operating and doing things. He also said, if you forgive, you shall be forgiven. These, 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 are, these are promises and principles that he's setting up what you, what you sow, you're going to reap. So if, I, so if I'm sowing, living in this government, if I'm sowing, not walking in fear, if I'm sowing, uh, obeying what God is telling me to obey, I have no other choice but to reap from that kingdom. But I have to have my heart settled on that. I have to have my heart uh, resting in that because if I don't, whenever something crazy pops up, I'm going to turn and go that direction rather than the direction that the word says that I need to be going. 
The Bible says we will be secure in this government. So listen to this. You will be secure because watch this. Your agency where you reside, that government is of heaven. This is where we got to understand. We are dual citizens. We are we are not we, we are in this earth, but we're not of this earth. We're in the earth, but we're not of it. We're of the kingdom of heaven. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Our agency is of the kingdom of heaven. Our embassy, our embassy is that of the kingdom of heaven. When you go to other countries and the U.S. has embassy, you're you're not subject. You're subject to all the rules of the U.S. when you go to the U.S. embassy. And so basically what I'm trying to help you understand is in this earth right now, even though that there's chaos, even though that there's darkness, you're walking around as an embassy, an ambassador, the Bible says. You're an ambassador of the, of the kingdom of heaven. You're a walking embassy of the kingdom of heaven, which means <laughs> you're, you're, you're sustaining, your sustenance, everything that you need and thrive on doesn't come from this earth. It comes from a different place. And because it comes from a different place, you can rest assured that it doesn't matter what goes on in this earth. You will be well taken care of. Your enemies know your embassy. Your enemies know your embassy. That is why they always try to get to you when you don't understand your embassy. Let, uh, some of y'all may be able to understand this point. Y'all remember in Bad Boys 2. Yeah, Bad Boys 2. At the end of Bad Boys 2, right? At the end of Bad Boys 2, they were in Guatemala or something like that. They were going to get Martin Lawrence's sister, Gabrielle Union. And they had to, they, they were driving all through whatever city they were. I think it was Guatemala, wherever they were. But they weren't safe until they got to the grounds of the U.S. Embassy of that nation. Because the people that were chasing after them couldn't do the same things to them once they got to the embassy. And until they were recognized as U.S. citizens, they they were basically they understood that they were safe once they got to that embassy. Just like in Taken, <laughs> just like in Taken, when he was driving to the embassy, he had to drive through the walls of the U.S. embassy to get away from the from the uh from the police and all the other people that were in the uh that were in the country that he was in but once he got to the US embassy he was basically safe once somebody came out there and got them basically what i'm saying is the enemy has a way the enemy can get to you when you don't understand where your embassy is and how we get to our embassy and how we get to uh, where we can be taken care of is us understanding who we are, us understanding that God wants to lead us to that Goshen or to that embassy. When you don't realize that you give your you give yourself place for the enemy to come and ramsack your life. If they didn't know in those movies that they had to get to the embassy, they would have succumbed to the to the to the uh, to the rulings and the regulations of what was ever going on in that country. But because they were able to get to the embassy, they were now safe. What am I saying to you right now? The enemy runs the enemy. Yeah. In the movie. with Yeah. So in the movie with Safe Room. Yeah, that's another one. I forgot about Safe Room. But listen, because we are ambassadors and because we have an embassy, because we have a place that we can go to when we don't realize that we got this that we are ambassadors like that, the enemy can come in and do whatever he wants in our lives. But as soon as we recognize that we are ambassadors, as soon as we recognize that we have an embassy that we can go to and that we are connected to, the enemy won't be able to do anything to us. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? So when you get to your embassy, your Goshen, 
when you get to your embassy, the leadings and promptings of the Holy Spirit, when you get to that place, then you can trust this scripture right here where it says the enemies will stay far away. Why? Because the enemies that were chasing after those people, they knew they didn't have any authority or jurisdiction in those embassies. The enemy knows your embassy. The problem is we don't always know our embassy because that is why the, in, the this, this is why the enemy retreats when we show him who are where we're from and who are and where when we show him we understand our embassy. When we show him when we recognize who we are, he has no other reason but to retreat. BJ, how can you say that? What's the example of that? Jesus showed his embassy when the enemy tried to come to him after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So much so that the enemy had to retreat. He tried to keep coming at Jesus, but because Jesus kept talking to him about his embassy, kept talking about him who kept talking to him about who he is, the enemy had no other choice but to retreat. So the question is in your life, are you talking to the enemy about your embassy or are you talking to the enemy about the stuff he's already talking to you about are you agreeing with the enemy or are you talking to the enemy about your embassy bj what are you saying are you agreeing with the enemy when he says you're not gonna make it are you agreeing with the enemy when he says what what god told you won't come to pass are you agreeing with the enemy when he says that you're supposed to take this job and you don't believe you can do it are you agreeing with the enemy or are you telling the enemy no i'm gonna take i'm gonna get this job because god told me that's what I'm supposed to have. I'm going to be well taken care of. I'm going to be in a safe place because that's what God promised me. Are you coming back at the enemy about your embassy and your ambassadorship or are you agreeing with the enemy? Amen lights up in here. Amen lights. <laughs> your enemies know your embassy and, they, and they're going to mess with you until you tell them and they know that you know your embassy. <laughs> it's just like with the seven sons of Sceva. When the people tried to cast them demons out of them sons and they knew that they didn't recognize their embassy because they started talking because they said, Paul, I know Jesus. I know because they were talking about we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. They didn't even understand the authority that they should have been walking in because they talking about going through Paul and Paul was operating in the authority of Jesus. You can't operate in the authority of Paul. You got to operate in the authority of Jesus. So when the so when the devils knew that they didn't understand their enemy, uh, their embassy, what did those devils do? They stripped them naked and ran them out of town. You have to know your embassy. You have to know that you are secure in this government. You have to know that God is already taking care of you, take care of everything. And we have to understand this ambassadorship and we have to understand the agency in which we are from, which is the kingdom of heaven. That is our embassy. We have to remain under heaven's embassy. We have to do that. The darkness of the darkness nation that comes to fight against you will go down in defeat when you understand your embassy. Are y'all getting what I'm saying tonight? Two more scriptures and we up out of here. John 16, 33 in the Amplified Classic Version. <clears throat> Jeremy, you crazy, man. Uh, look at this. Uh, John 16, 33 in the Amplified Classic Version. I love the way this scripture reads. Look at this. Look at what Jesus did for us, y'all. I have told you these things, all of this stuff that I've told you up until this point today in this message. I, I reiterated to you some of the things that Jesus has said to us. Look at this. I have told you these things so that in me, in Christ, in Jesus, the one that the government shoulders sits on, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress 
and frustration. So Jesus is letting you know that in this world here, you will have distress, you will have frustration, you will have trials, you will have tribulation that all tries to come against you. But this is his instruction that he gave us. He said, be of good cheer and take courage. Be confident, certain, and undaunted. I wonder if April is on here. She just got a shirt that just said uh, that she made that says undaunted. For I have overcome the world and I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Woo. Do y'all see this? Do y'all see this, y'all? Jesus says he has already overcome the world and he has already deprived it of power to harm us and have conquered it for us. So even though we have tribulation, even though we have trials, even though we have distress, even though we have frustration, he tells us to be of good cheer. Some of us are looking at our lives right now. We're saying, man, how can I be of good cheer? How can I how can I be calm and collected, BJ, when all of this is going on around me? You don't understand what's going on around me. Listen, I may not know, but the one that knows that can help your situation is Christ. <laughs> he says that he has deprived the world of its power to harm you and he has already conquered it for you. So my question to you is this, why are you trying to do what Christ has already done for you? He's already conquered it. He's not asking you to go and conquer. He's asking you to walk in his footsteps. He's asking you to believe what he said. He's asking you to walk in the agency and the and, and the and the embassy that he's given you that he's already created. Listen, this is the beauty about being a believer. And I don't know why we always try to recreate the wheel. It's and it's sometimes I guess it's like to make it seem like we're, we're more uh, better than what we are. No, Christ has already done all of this. It's not about us showing people that we better than them. No, Christ has already conquered the world. He's already deprived it of his power. He's only telling us to walk in his footsteps. He's telling us that even though that there's tribulation, even though there's distress, even though there's frustration, even though there's trials, he says, be of good cheer. I understand all of that stuff is going on, but watch this. I've already conquered all of that. The stuff that you got worried, the stuff that you worried about right now, I've already conquered that. And I've already talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating. Because I think a lot of people think Jesus is stuck back in Israel back in the year 2000, as if he don't understand technology and everything that goes on in our day and time. <clears throat> I think I think we forget. When we look at Jesus, we're like, man, how can Jesus how can Jesus help us through this technological age when none of this was going on when he walked the earth? I think we forget that Jesus was there in the beginning and he is in the end with with uh, with God, the father almighty. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. There is nothing that that Jesus hadn't already experienced. And as a matter of fact, I think I told you that the things that we have here in this earth are simply just downloads of a futuristic heaven. And the reason why I say that is because nothing in this earth can be done unless heaven gives its authority for it to benefit its people. Nothing can be done in the earth and be released in the earth unless it's to be beneficial to his people. And so what I'm telling you is this. We can't sit here and be like, man, God don't understand technology. What do you mean? He created it all. 
He understands it all. Everything that everything that is anything came from him. Now, people twist it. People make it evil and all these other things. But listen to me. <laughs> it doesn't take God by surprise. This is not something that God doesn't understand. This is this is not too new territory that God came and hadn't already conquered. He's the beginning and the end. Do you understand what that means? All of the stuff that we are experiencing right now has came out of him. It has came out of him. And because it's come out of him, he already knows and understands it. Stuff that we won't have knowledge of for 50 years, he already knows about and has already conquered it. Glory to God. Stuff that's going to come in 100 years. The way technology is increasing on a day in, day out basis now, God is already, God is already, God already knows what's coming down the pike. That's how he can tell us stuff right now. He said, man, this ain't nothing new to me. Y'all think it's new because it's new to you. It ain't new to me. It's new to you. It's not new to me. And because it's new to you, you need to follow me because I already walked this path. I already understand what's getting ready to come down. I already know what the enemy's trying to do in your life. That is why I'm leading you this way. This is why I'm telling you to do things this way. This is why I'm instructing your life in the way I'm leading you this way, because I've seen your end already. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we can't look at Jesus as this historical figure as if he don't understand what's going on. Yes, I'm not going to the scriptures, but Jeremy put some of them in there. I've told you the end from the beginning. That's what he says in Isaiah. I've already told you the end from the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. So when he starts talking to us about where we should place our money, what job we should take, he already knows that this job is going to go belly up. He already knows that this job is getting ready to lay off 10,000 people. He already knows that. And so because he's already taking care of Goshen for us, he's leading us to get out of that situation and into another one so that we can live in our Goshen. Are you understanding what I'm telling you? We have joy, courage, and confidence and certainty, not in the stuff that he, not in the stuff that we have, but the certainty is in him. It's in the government. It's in the one that came and died for us all. So even in the world, we have darkness, tribulation, trouble, distress, but it won't happen in Goshen. I need to, I need to say that again. It's not going to happen in Goshen. And the reason why it's not going to happen in Goshen is because God has already taken care of us in Goshen. The beautiful thing about that scripture we just read is that Jesus has already deprived its power to harm us. He's already taken care of that, man. And that's just good news to know. That's just good news to, to understand and, and, and have in the back pocket. Jesus has already taken care of it and deprived. You know, uh, I used to hear people say like this, you know, how the Bible describes the enemy as a lion walking around singing whom he may seeking whom he may devour. Jesus has already. What benefit or or or, um, you know, what's one of the things on a lion that gives him his authority and that gives him his uh, his fear factor? It's his teeth. And so somebody described the enemy as a lion walking around without his teeth. Jesus has already plucked the, the lion's teeth out, so he pretty much can't do anything to anybody. That's basically what this scripture is saying. He's already deprived. He may be walking around, but he's deprived him of power to harm you because he's already told you how to get to Goshen. He's leading you how to get to your Goshen. He's deprived his power to harm you. And the only way he can harm us is if we don't fully understand our agency. 
if we don't fully understand who we are, if we don't fully understand our ambassadorship, that is how the enemy comes in and runs crazy in our lives. Amen. Let's go look at this last scripture, man. Let me get y'all up out of here before I, before I preach y'all uh, long tonight. John 14, 27. I'm gonna leave y'all with this scripture here. This is Jesus talking. He said, and this, and this is the good news translation. John 16, 33, the last one we read was in the Amplified Classic. And this one is in the Good News Translation. Look at what it says. It says, peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. Oh, that is so sweet of the Lord to give us his peace. It's so sweet of the Lord to give us his peace, not our peace, not our friend's peace, not anybody who, uh, who has a calm state of mind. He's given us his peace. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset and do not be afraid. That is the key word for what we're going to talk about next week. So let me break this scripture down. Peace is what I leave with you. Jesus says, I want to leave this with you. I want to leave with you peace. I want to leave with you wholeness. I want to leave with you nothing missing, nothing broken. If you don't understand what peace is, Peace is having, an whole, is having a whole pie. It's having everything taken care of. It's wholeness. It's nothing missing and it's nothing broken. I think I gave this example before, but I'm going to give it again real quick. Peace is like having a whole pie. Peace is like that pie that's cut up, ready to be served. And as soon as people start taking pieces out of it, that pie is no longer whole. And so Jesus said, I want to leave you peace. And what the enemy did is he, he the peace that, that, that Jesus wanted to give us, he started to come and take away all of the pieces. How do I, how do I know he came and took and started to take away all of the pieces? That's what he did in the, in the Garden of Eden with Adam. He began to take away our peace because we were full representations of Christ in the earth in the Garden of Eden. But once we sin, the enemy, we gave the enemy the right to come in and start taking our pieces from our pie. He began to take our life slice away because we were never supposed to die. I don't know, I don't know if you know that or not. He took our life slice away. That is why when we die and enter into eternity, we're never going to die. We're always going to be living. God, God, never, God never intended for man to die. He, he intended for us to live forever. But because we sinned, that brought death. The wages of sin is death. And that is why it took in the in the uh in the Torah, it took <clears throat> Methuselah nine hundred some years to die. Whereas nowadays, because it's progressed so much, the lifespan of most people is 70 to 80, but the Bible promises at least 120. So anyway. Peace. So what happened was the peace that Christ had to come back and give us, the enemy has started to come and take the pieces out of it. What pieces did he take out? He took our salvation piece out. He took our uh, whole. I mean, he took our uh, our financial piece out. He took our wellness piece out. He started taking all these different pieces out of our pie when we turned over and sinned in the beginning. But that is why Jesus had to come and say in John 14, 27, peace, I'm going to leave with you. And not just the original peace. I'm going to give you my peace that can't be broken, that can't be missing, that can't be torn up, that can't the enemy can't come and get again. Man, that's good news. We can't 
lose this peace because Jesus gave us his. We had our own original peace in the beginning, but now we have his peace. That is why we do everything in him. That is why we live our life through him. You know what the scripture says? In him we live, move, and have our very being. That is why everything is done through Christ, because we have his peace. And if we have his peace, we absolutely will never have nothing missing and nothing broken. So the question that I'm going to leave to you today is, are you accessing peace? Are you accessing peace? Are you accessing what Holy Spirit has come to give you? Are you accessing what Jesus gave you? And not just your own peace. Are you accessing his peace? And he doesn't give peace like the world does. And because he doesn't give peace like the world does, he then goes on to say, do not be worried, do not be upset, and do not be afraid. All of the, that, that last sentence, don't be worried and upset and being afraid, all of those three things are symptoms of the world in which we live in. All of those three things are symptoms of the kingdom of darkness. All of those three things are symptoms of the chaos that's going on in this earth today. And so he's saying, do not be worried. Do not be upset and do not be afraid. Do not allow fear to run your life because I have given you peace. And when you understand my peace, when you understand my wholeness, when you understand you have nothing missing and nothing broken, you will have no reason to be worried about anything. You shouldn't have a reason to be worried about your bills because God is already taking care of your bills. The question is, are you following in Goshen so that he can help you take care of your bills? He's already taken care of anything that'll make you upset. He's already taken care of anything that will cause you to be afraid. Fear is one of those things that if we're not careful, that's why a little bit of fear is never good. Y'all ever heard the phrase, you need to have a healthy fear? We need to kind of change that phrase. We need to have a healthy reverence. We need to have a, a, a healthy recognition of some things, but we don't need to have a healthy fear of things. Why? Because fear operates the same way as faith. Fear is used to bring to pass the words of Satan. Faith is used to bring to bring to pass the words of God. So if we are afraid and if we are fearful of what the world has going on, we will attach ourselves to those things because we are fearful of what is going to come down the pike. When we should be operating in faith, knowing what is coming down the pike, because we already are connected to the one who started from the beginning. I mean, from the one who knows the beginning from the end, which is Christ. So we shouldn't be worried and we shouldn't be upset and we shouldn't be in fear because we're not going to connect to the things of the world. We're not going to connect to the things of the enemy. We are only going to connect to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Our faith will be operative and not our fear. He has left us with wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, not like the world, but fear-free. He has made us fear-free, worry-free, and upset-free. So if you ever find yourself upset, now not saying that you can get upset and not saying that that feeling won't arise, but that is not something that should remain there. Not saying that you won't have a moment where you get worried about what's going on in the earth, but watch this. That shouldn't remain there because you're going to immediately turn and go to where your embassy is. You're going to immediately turn and go where your Goshen is. Again, this not is not to say that chaos may not arise. It's not to say that things may not happen. It's not to say that that fear may not try to creep in. 
But when that stuff tries to creep in, we need to immediately recognize, man, I got an embassy I got to go to. Man, I am an ambassador. I shouldn't be holding on to this. Man, he has already created for me a Goshen. Let me get to my Goshen. That is why I'm teaching this the way I'm teaching it. Because, see, see when you live in the earth, this is, this is how the enemy gets us. We walk down this line and the enemy tries to sway us to the right and Holy Spirit tries to get us to sway to the left. As we're going through life, it's our responsibility to make sure we're swaying to the left where Holy Spirit is concerned. Otherwise, we'll, we'll allow the natural stuff that go on in this earth to pull us to where the enemy is and we'll find ourselves fearing. We'll find ourselves upset and we'll find ourselves worried. Rather than leaning over to Holy Spirit side and allowing that peace to reside in our hearts so that we can understand that we are already whole. We have nothing missing. We have nothing broken. He left us emotionally stable in tough times by way of the Holy Spirit. That was good when he told me about that. He left us emotionally stable. What does emotionally stable mean? We're not all over the place. We're not dissuaded by every wind of doctrine. We're not we're not uh, allowing the, the, the news and the media and all these other crazy things to get us off of what he's saying, get us out of our security and get us out of our government, our embassy. We're not allowing him to do that. We are emotionally stable. And watch this. Our emotions will be the things that get us to sway to the left and to the right. Because emotions, the word emote, emote means to move in a direction. And so the, the direction that we need to be moving towards is to get us over here with Holy Spirit, not move towards fear and worry and distress and the things of the kingdom of darkness. So we don't need to let our fears and our emotions, we don't need to allow our emotions to get us to connect to our fears. We need to allow our emotions to connect us to our faith. He comforts. He leads us to plush. He leads us to a plush and abundant place. And why do I say plush and abundant? Because the Bible says in Psalm 66 and 2 or 7, I believe, he says he's brought us out into a well-watered place. He brought us out into a wealthy place. That is God's uh, modus operandi. That is his way of doing. That's how he wants to operate. He wants to bring us into a wealthy place. He wants to bring us into a Goshen, a Goshen where we are flourishing, the Bible says, and where we're increasing, where our families increase, where we flourish in our jobs and in our uh, the things that we put our hands to, that is what happens in Goshen. And so if we're going to prepare for the times ahead, we need to be aware that God's already set this up. If we're going to prepare for the times ahead, we need to know that he brought us out and into another place. If we're going to prepare for the times ahead, we need to realize that he's given us peace. We need to realize that even though chaos and everything going on around us that is in darkness, it won't come near us. It won't come nigh us because we are sitting in the embassy and government that is sitting on his shoulders. That's the only way you can be prepared for the times ahead. Y'all know uh, in all of those apocalyptic movies where uh, where they be having these uh, th these shelters underground just in case, you know, there's a nuclear attack or some crazy goes on. People prepare for that kind of stuff. This is the reason why I'm not saying that this stuff is going to happen. What I'm saying is that that can be an example to you of how people prepare for any chaos that may be on the horizon. 
But you as a believer know, because he's told you this several times in these scriptures, he's told you darkness is going to be around you. He said it's going to be tribulation, distress, and frustration in the earth. So you know all of this stuff is coming. So you need to prepare yourself on a daily basis. How? By getting in these scriptures and reading. Man, he has already deprived it. So I don't care what goes on. He deprived it of his power to harm me. Man, I don't care what goes on. All I got to do is hear from him and I can get in the Goshen. Man, I don't care what goes on. He's going to lead me to my wealthy place. Why? Because he's promised me that. He's already told me when all of this stuff is going on, he has a Goshen for me. He's already told me he's given me peace. He's already given me wholeness. He's already given me nothing missing, nothing broken. He's already given me his peace. So I don't even have to rely on myself. I'm relying on him. And if he's well taken care of, I'm going to be well taken care of. Do you understand what I'm saying? And and, and so that is that is where you have to shift your thinking. That's where you... That, that's where you have to be intentional to not allow stuff to come in when you disregard your embassy, when you disregard your agency, when you disregard your disregard your ambassadorship. When you disregard that, you allow the fears and the cares of this world to override you. Y'all remember I told y'all the other day, a lot of times what, what I end up doing when I feel like the weight is getting too high on me, I immediately say, nope, the weight don't go here. All right, God, this weight is on you. Why? Because he said, I want you to cast your cares, your heavy weight on me because I care for you. So when we try to hold on to stuff that we're not supposed to hold on to, God has already said he's going to take care of it. So why are you carrying the cares? Why are you carrying the worries? Why are you carrying the distress? And why are you carrying the frustration? You need to take that off of your shoulders and put it at the feet of Jesus. Why? Because he takes care of you. That is how you access peace, by immediately turning to what the word says for your life, by immediately turning to what these scriptures have shown you tonight, by immediately putting your focus on that rather than your focus on other stuff. That is how you access peace. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? He left it here for you. Don't allow the cares of this world to keep you from peace. Did you get anything out of that tonight? If you did, give God some hearts, give God some likes, give God some fire, give God everything you got right now because the word benefited you tonight. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Father, we appreciate you for speaking to us individually. Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading and guiding each and every one of our lives, giving us specific instructions for our lives so that we can be in Goshen, so that we can be in, in our embassy, so that we can live in our ambassadorship, so that we can live in the peace that you gave us, so that we can enjoy the government that is righteous and fair. Father, we give you praise for that, and we honor you for that tonight. We thank you, Lord, for it tonight. So as we prepare for the times ahead, Father, we thank you that you have already given us our shelter. You have already given us our abundant place. You've already given us our Goshen. And we thank you for it and for leading us there. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, it's time to give. Let me get y'all up out of here. It's time to give. Um, as you settle in peace tonight, as you settle in peace giving will become a part of your lifestyle. As you settle in this understanding of what Jesus left you, as you begin to settle in this area of uh, you're already taken care of, when he calls for it, you'll be able to give it. When he calls for it, 
you will give it without hesitation. When he calls for it, you will do exactly what he says. Why? Because peace is settled in your heart. So it won't be hard to forgive, forgive. It won't be hard for you to give. It won't be hard for you to obey. Why? Because peace is settled in your heart. Goshen is settled in your heart. If you're flourishing, why would it? Why, why, why would you? Why would you not give to the person who's already made you flourishing? Why would you not obey to the person who? See, look. If somebody promised me, I'm gonna just use a random number. If somebody promised me fifty thousand dollars a month, right? Somebody promised me fifty thousand dollars a month, but all but but they said all I need from you is ten thousand dollars a month to take care of this person over here. But you're currently making six thousand dollars a month. Why would you not give the ten thousand when you're going to increase from six thousand to forty? You're you're you obeying the person that's providing for you. Why would that be hard for you when you're going to when you're already in a better place because of the person providing for you? So when you get that settled in your heart, when that peace gets settled in your heart, when that when that Goshen gets settled in your heart, it won't hurt you to give. It'll be easy for you to obey because you're already being taken care of. When God calls you to give kids, I mean, give supplies to kids who go to school who don't need them, it's not going, you're going to do it without hesitancy because you know you're already taken care of. When you give to a homeless person or when you put a homeless person up or when you pay for a homeless person's rent for a year, you can do it because you're well taken care of. Right. And when you're well taken care of, giving becomes a lifestyle. It becomes easier because your heart is settled on the person who's already taking care of you. So when giving becomes your lifestyle, watch this. Receiving also becomes a part of your lifestyle. How do I know this? Because the Bible says <laughs> you give and it shall be given to you. What you sow, you will reap. God doesn't want you just sowing. He wants you also reaping. And, and a lot of times we get, I don't know, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes because a lot of times we don't receive all the time. And so a lot of times it seems like we're just always giving. But when you get a revelation that God wants you to give in, in, in correspondence to your receiving, you'll start realizing, man, just as much as I'm sowing, I should also be reaping. So if sowing is going to become, if sowing is going to become my lifestyle, so is receiving going to become my lifestyle. The Bible says actually in Amos that the plowman will overtake the reaper. I mean, the, the reaper will overtake the plowman. So basically what that means is I'm going to be receiving a lot quicker than when I'm sowing. Man, that's a good word to me. The Bible, when, when, when I start reading scriptures like that, the Bible actually says it in the message translation in Amos. He says, you're going to be receiving so quickly your hands going to spin. And so when you get a revelation of that, and you understand that that's how the government that, he, that that sits on Jesus's shoulders operate. You won't hesitate in giving because, you know, because, you know, receiving is right around the corner. And as a matter of fact, as I continue to give, it'll it'll eventually reaping will eventually overtake my sowing. Reaping will eventually overtake my sowing. Why? Because that is what happens when the reaper overtakes the plowman. Glory to God. So let's walk in this principle and let's live as kingdom citizens. Kingdom citizens says, I give under when I give whenever God tells me to give. Kingdom citizens say, I give according to what God tells me to give. 
So give what God tells you to give. If you're giving via Cash App, dollar sign, BJ Piggy Ministries, make sure you put your email address in the fourth section. Give Lafay, Tithely, or text Give to 844-952-3394. Amen. Y'all know the ways to give. And if you don't, if God leads you to give and we run out of time, message us and we'll give you that information. Just obey God. That's all we ever going to ask you to do. Obey God. That's all we're going to ask you to do. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless y'all. I love y'all. Uh, take a moment to think about somebody who you can uh, share this message with. Sow the word of God first. The word of God should always be sown first. That's why I always tell y'all, hear God first on what you should be giving, because that way the word doesn't become, emo that way giving doesn't become emotional. Word, that way giving will always be based on what God said. And so when we talk about sowing the word, we're talking about you giving people this word so that it can benefit their lives first. That's the incorruptible seed we want in people's lives first before they ever start giving. So also, so remember that. Uh, take time to sow this word into somebody's life and then prayerfully consider giving to the word that you heard tonight. Amen. All right. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or Givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Hey, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. Stand and walk in the authority that he gave me I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the